Glitch Free Gaming. Hey everyone, it's another episode of Glitch Free Gaming. It's episode number 152. Hooray! Hooray! That's a lot of episodes. It's a lot of episodes. Yep. <laughs> Beats 200 in no time. Yeah. It's funny, you can always tell with when we're recording the episode when we've got nothing to say, we can't think of anything, we just talk about the number of episodes we've done. <laughs> uh, yeah. Yeah, well... It starts the show, I suppose. <laughs> <laughs> um, just caring on myself this week, uh, same as usual. Uh, Paul is away doing real-life things. Um, and uh, you just made that noise for him so he could edit something out, didn't you? That's it. <laughs> <laughs> cool. So Paul's still working on the show and behind the scenes. Um, we need to get a guest on again. We do, we do. Um, we've got a couple of bit. people that we can we can get on so yeah. um we should actually speak to them um which yes. is a good thing yeah it's usually um, a good idea to tell people if they're going to be on the podcast first yeah yeah i think we've we've done that before haven't we in the past announced that somebody's going to be on the show and they thought i didn't know about that i think so we may have done it with ali before i think we've done it with ali and i think we did it with um tom and uh, possibly ben at one point <laughs> yeah probably listening to the show and they're going i didn't say i was going to be on <laughs> Um, cool. Right, well, let's do what we do every week anyway and talk about what we've been playing during the week. Kieran, have you been playing much new stuff? Um, not really much in the way of new stuff. All right. Um, at all, really. Yeah, I've been playing more Doom. I got back into Final Fantasy XIV. Oh, yeah, cool. It's like a bunch of stuff I've been playing for a while, really. Right. Um... The main thing for me was uh, over the weekend, I just passed there, played a bunch of board games. We did indeed, yes. Yeah. Um, so you and Paul came over on uh, Sunday. Yes. But on the Saturday, um, oh no, sorry, you came over on Saturday. On the Friday, uh, my girlfriend and I played Discworld Ankh-Morpork. Park. Oh, awesome. Which we've played a bunch of before. Like it's yes. A, it's a really good game, we played, but it's been a while since we've played it. Um, and that game's still just a lot of fun. Um, people don't know it's a, it's, I don't know how to describe it. Like it's, each player has a, a hidden role that gives them basically the way that they win the game. Usually something like, uh, own this many parts of the city at any given time or have this many trouble markers on the board at any time. Yeah. And it, basic, it... I'm sorry. No, that's, I was just going to say, it's it's kind of like an area control game. Yeah, and you're like placing minions into areas, and then if you put it into an area where there's someone else's minion, it causes trouble. And if there's no trouble and you have a minion there, then you can build stuff and take control of it. Yeah. It gives you bonuses, and you get money, and yeah. It's, it's a fun game. Um, the one issue I have with it is the same thing I've always had with it, which is that it's a really good, like, it's got lots of good Discworld artwork and stuff in it. Yes. So there's no, you know, flavour text on the cards or anything, so most of them don't really seem, they don't really have much character to them. It's just like, right. here's this picture of this character from Discworld, also this card does a thing. And sometimes they're quite good at going like, oh, it's death, so he kills a bunch of people. Or right. Is there no, no flavour text on those at all? No, no, there isn't. 
Oh, right. Okay, so I know The Witches has flavor text, but I, yeah. I get confused between the two of them sometimes. Yeah. Um, I really like both of them. I think the, the artwork is, is good, but yeah, it is... Yeah, The Witches definitely did better with that. Um, yeah. I think I still prefer the the area control stuff to the kind of quest stuff that uh, The Witches had. But Right. Yeah, but it kind of they learned from that at least. Yeah. Um. Do you have? Uh, do you own both games? I only own Ackmorkwork. Ah. Right. Okay. Yeah. Um. I. I couldn't remember if you. I know you. I know we've played the witches together. Yeah. That's actually the only time I've played the witches. To be fair. Oh right. Okay. Um. I did enjoy it. Um. I just felt it was this weird kind of. Um, like it, it felt almost like a, like all the players were doing their own thing and not really interacting very much. Yeah, they kind yes, they they, they kind of. Uh, so the the yeah. game that we played when we did play it was, um, we played the competitive mode. Yeah. Rather than the so there is a competitive mode and there is also a cooperative mode. Yeah. There is is very slight tweaks to the rules. Um, in where when you're playing competitive, it's purely on the number of points that you have. Um, whoever has the most points from doing the you know the, the different missions and yeah. the tasks wins the game. Whereas the cooperative, what you're trying to do is you're trying to avoid certain things coming out in the board. Now that happens in the the single player on its own. Um, if there's too many of them come out, the game end mm-hmm. can end. Um, but in a cooperative, um, it raises the stakes a little bit. I think it reduces, it increases the risk of the bad things coming out more. There's only slight tweaks to it. Uh-huh. Um, and I think you'd probably enjoy it more as a co-op. To think uh, along the lines of, not exactly like Pandemic, but it kind of along those lines where, you know, it is there's more discussion about, I'll go over here and take care of this part of the map you go over here and, you know, so you are making plans and things like that. Yeah. Um, and there is the, the the whole thing. One of the things in The Witches that I love is it takes Terry Pratchett and uh, for the, the witches to come back and get rid of the, the bad stuff, uh, the Black Alice spells or the, the madness spells uh, before they go Black Alice mm-hmm. is um, all the witches get together and uh, they have tea because that's what witches do. And you can get rid of some of the ba- the bad things that happen. Um, so you've you've still got that, and that becomes quite a, a, an important part in the game. Whereas you know when you do it in a single player game, it's more it is self serving. So you're trying to there's more bluffing in there. Oh, I'll just come past you. I'll I'll just pass you on the way to that part. Meanwhile, you're not doing that. You're you're taking advantage of the person so you can get rid of stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, uh, I think we should actually bring it out again and. Um, you know, let you have a, a play of that as yeah, well. Yeah, definitely, definitely. I'd like to have another go of it. It would, uh, it would also give me a chance to use the the awesome, the awesome Christmas gift that you got me oh, a yeah. couple of years ago. I as forgot well. I got you that. <laughs> yeah, I bought. For people don't know, but pressure we've talked about it the podcast before. I bought you, um, like they were like weird Polish versions of the uh, witches uh, characters. Yes. That replace the kind of main. Uh, figurines from uh, the base game with more detailed ones yeah so the the, the mark the markers i think are like little witches hats mm-hmm. 
um, and then it gets replaced with these actual characters that are taken from um, I can't remember who did the, the cover illustration for The Witches oh, uh, um, I don't think it was Kirk I don't think it was Kirby. It'll be Paul Kidby then. Yeah. That was, that was kind of two artists. was Paul Kidby and Josh Kirby. Yeah. Um, I always remember just getting confused because their names are so similar. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah. But yeah, it's they're these awesome little figures and they're, they're very well sculpted as well. So, yeah, it gives us a chance to use those. But yes, anyway, back to this. Yeah, sorry. <laughs> back to Ang Morpok. Um... Well, I don't really have much more to say, so we've talked about it before. Um, yeah. We, our game ended up being relatively short because I had... Um, I had The whole point of the game is there's a lot of bluffing because you're both trying to basically reach a secret goal on the board so that you can win. And you're trying to figure out what the other person's secret goal is based on their actions then you can kind of mislead them by doing other things um, and my secret goal was just have uh, eight trouble markers on the board I ended up getting that yes. really quickly because All right. uh, it was just luck, a luck thing because we one of the early cards that got drawn because sometimes you'll get these random cards that will kind of do certain things they're like spell cards or uh, uh-huh. hex cards or something um, and the one we picked up right in the first round uh, summoned three demons onto the board on random places. And that basically just caused three loads of trouble. <laughs> and so you start off with a handful of trouble anyway because there's trouble when uh, minions are in the same position and that kind of starts that way. Yeah. Um, and so basically I was like, you know, a couple of turns from winning right from the offset. Um so yeah, it was it was a relatively short game, but it is fun. I, I enjoy it. Uh, but then we played a lot of stuff on Saturday. A lot yes, of stuff. We did, we did, um, yeah. Board and video games. Mm-hmm. We did. I have what I think is a full list, but I might have missed some things, I'm not sure. Um Yeah, we played Fuse. Yes. To start with. Yeah, so that is we spoke about this one well, I've spoke about this one quite a few yeah, times. Yeah, this is my first time playing it. Um, um, yeah. So I don't know if you just if you want to remind everyone what it is. Yeah. Quickly. So um, Fuse is a oh, quickly. That's not like me. <laughs> <laughs> Fuse is a bomb defusal game where it's cooperative. Um, all the players are trying to solve kind of like really simple puzzles, almost, but not quite puzzles. Under uh, like a handful of cards in front of them, and then they defuse those, taking our card, try to defuse that till you get through the whole deck. Yeah, uh, you defuse them by everyone takes turn rolling dice, and numbers and colors correspond to things on the card that then let you defuse them once that's done. Yeah. Um, and then the whole thing is there's a timer, and so there's a voice shouting at you at all times, going like, <laughs> "Now nah, you're probably going to fail. You might as well give up now." Oh no, nope, you're already dead. And it's like, "No, we've got time. Shut up. <laughs> God, stop ticking down." I was able to the fine. I was calm and stuff. And that apparently made me slower than the rest of you guys because I was so calm. And my girlfriend yes. was freaking the fuck out the whole time. Oh yeah, that was that was awesome. It is one of my my favorite games that I I acquired last year. Um, so you've got the time the ten minute time limit, and the idea is that um, you know you're quickly trying to take dice at the bag. If you take too many dice, then you have to put everything back in the bag and start mm-hmm. again. 
Um, you know, so people are quickly, they maybe take out two dice at a time, put them on the table yeah. and take another two out. Um, and it's quickly, you know, they're talking, right, I, there's a six, I can take that six. And somebody else says, right, I'll take this, I'll take. And there could be a chance where we have to face a penalty because someone might not be able to use dice. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's all very fast talking and fast moving. It's like, right, take your dice. That's done. I'm going to move here. I'm going to defuse this bomb. Take that bag. Go quick. Mm-hmm. Hurry up. We've got two minutes left, and somebody will always have a look at the clock and remind us what's happening. Yeah. And so it gives off, you know, there is that tension. Everyone's talking, except Kieran. <laughs> I was relaxed. I was fine. I was like, taking if you. It- Taking it carefully, I was, to be fair, I was only I was only a bit slow when I was actually taking dice out because I was actually making sure yes. I only got four so I didn't fuck it up. Yeah, um, so you would. You would Paul, who was just like, "I'm gonna fucking tip this whole thing out and <laughs> hope for the best." Yeah, um, Paul, Paul. There was dice flying everywhere yeah. off the table. And, I was a bit uh, slow doing that, but then once the dice were actually out, um, I was pretty fast on actually yep. um, defusing things. Yes. But yeah, I can. Yeah. But I, I think we've already said it on the podcast as well, is that um, your girlfriend is awesome when we play games like that because she... <laughs> yeah. She's she pretty competitive re- even with cooperative yes. stuff. Um, um, but she really gets into it. And, you know, even at the... Where we, we were explaining it, and uh, that was all fine. She's all happy with it. And then I bring out the timer and explain oh, yeah, the timer. Oh, you like, I, to, <laughs> I thought she was literally going to freak out because she has like actual anxiety issues and I was like this is actually going to just break her like she is actually just going to be like crying in the corner or something what is going on um, oh. but no she she really enjoyed it um, yeah, I think um, we're probably going to end up picking that one up at some point oh, um, yeah definitely recommend it it is it works uh, it's one of those games where it doesn't matter how many players are playing so you can play I think it's up to six players. Mm-hmm. Um, I think we've done five, and it's been excellent, a lot of fun. Uh, I've played it single player, and it's just as bad. Um, you, you've got that tension and everything. You think it's going to be easier, and it's actually harder because you don't have you know somebody else taking care of some other puzzles. So uh, I think the, the game that we played, we had to defuse 26 bombs. Something like that, yeah. Something, yeah, around about there. Um Try and do that on your own. Yeah. You know, so when you've got 26 and you divide it by four, yeah, it's not too bad. You, yeah. You can like it, wasn't, it wasn't too hard when we were doing it together. We had a decent amount of time left at the end. Well, we had 57 seconds left. Yeah, that's quite a lot of time. <laughs> it is, yeah. Yeah, given us like, what, 10 minutes? Yes. Yeah, that's that's decent amount of time left over. Um, yeah, I, I, I really enjoyed it. It was... It's one of those it games was... that when... Like I've seen it before, and I've you know said in the podcast before, like I'm not super into. Well, mainly I'm not really super into real time games. Never mind stuff with a timer, and obviously this isn't real time. It's still turn based. Yes. Um, but I think that I... made the timer stuff work a bit better for me because yeah, it is still turn based. Yeah, even and though you're dice... going against and, time limit. And dice rolling as well is something else that you're not too keen on. Yeah, but they use it in quite a cool way. Um. Like it's the dice rolling in it is not like a, oh you rolled this and you fucked it up. It's like usually even if you roll something and no one can use a number, someone can use a color. Um, yes. So they kind of they use both parts of it. Um, and uh-huh. it's yeah, it's it's a smart system. Um, I really like it. Yeah. the The other part of the system which I think you you got a rough idea of was um, 
you've got a, a deck of cards and you don't use all of the cards when you play a game. Um, depending on what difficulty level you want to play and the number of players, that determines the number of cards that you use. Mm-hmm. Um, all of the puzzles as well are de- are graded. So they're graded 1, 2, 3, and 4, 1 being the easiest, 4 being the hardest. Now, what you can do in the way that we... The way that you're meant to play it and the way we played it was we just shuffle all the one, two, three, fours together, give them a good shuffle, and deal. And whatever comes out, comes out. So you may end up with more fours and threes or more ones than fours, mm-hmm. you know, something like that. But the game is also totally customizable. So if you're finding it too hard that way, well, you can say, well, I'm only going to play a game with one, twos, and threes. Yeah. Or you can just play a game with, uh, you know, number one puzzles or number threes, whatever you want. The game is completely customizable in terms of difficulty level as well. There is also, and I think I showed you guys as well, was um, there's extra difficult puzzles. Um, yeah, those look terrifying. <laughs> yeah, and you end up building these massive pyramids, and there's um, like algebraic equations that you need to yeah. <laughs> you need to work out to to get the the bombs diffused. Um, so you can you can add those in the. You're never. I don't think you're ever going to get to a stage with this game where you know you could beat it easily because you know the cards and you know the puzzles. I yeah. don't think that's ever going to happen. Yeah, so, I don't think so. Because um, there is that degree of like randomness to it. So even if you're going to these stuff and you know the puzzles, or whatever, you still have to work with what you're getting. Yes. Um, it is. It, it's a really good game. I love it. Bringing out for the start of a game day, and it just gets everyone in the mood. Um, and yeah, yeah, I think it worked really well. Yeah, it was definitely the the right thing to start our game day because we were all just kind of sitting there, like, don't know what to start with. We're just kind of, I don't know. And then you're yeah. like, Fuse. Let's play Fuse. And then suddenly <laughs> everyone was like, Yeah, let's play some fucking board games. Yeah, <laughs> into it. Excellent. Yeah. Um. So after Fuse, yeah, uh, we played Splendor. Yes, I believe. I don't know if this is so, the right order, but we played Splendor, um, which is the first time. Why not? It's the first time I played the four-player game in person. Yeah, right. Because I played the three-person game with you and Paul the first time I played it. That's right. Yeah. Um, I played a couple of four-player games on like the app, but not in person. Mm-hmm. Um. Yeah, I just Splendor's great. We've talked about it so much on this podcast before, yes, but yeah. Uh, if people don't know, Splendor is a, uh, it's a basically a set collection game. Yeah, set collection game where all of uh, there's a bunch of gems that are all poker chips, and a bunch of cards that represent gems and also points, and you're collecting the poker chips to buy the cards, and then with enough of the cards, you attract nobles. And then it's basically first to 15 points wins. Um, But there's like a bunch of strategy to it and it's like super tense and yeah, it was was really fun. Um, It was a really close game as well, actually, if I remember right. Like, you and my girlfriend were really close to winning. I was not far off. I think Paul was a bit behind, but Paul hasn't played as much as us. Yeah. Um, Yeah. Like, my girlfriend and I have played a couple of times and she has played a lot of the phone game. (laughs) <laughs> um, like a lot more than me actually um, and I know you've played just a ton of it in general because yeah. you got us into it <laughs> yeah um, I I love it um, we played so the kind of way that we were playing is you guys had your strategies 
mm-hmm. that you know that kind of built up. Um, and normally when I play Splendor, I don't have a set strategy. What I try and do is my main goal is at first to get one of each of the gems. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's five of them, yeah. Um, five? yeah, because there's blue, uh, black, red, and green. Yeah, yeah, five yep. of them, and then there's the Joker ones. Yep. So I want to get five gems, and then I want to get two of everything, then three, and then by the time you've got two or three, you can start buying without taking the poker chips. Mm-hmm. And that's when the strat. That's when, you know, you're you're now just buying whatever you can, and ho- not hopefully, but you've, you know, you. That's when you start planning. Right, I'm going to buy more brown, uh, more reds than blues. Yeah. Because. The idea is you're trying to attract the nobles. And it also means you can be a dick and you can take and hold on to yes. some of the gems that you don't necessarily need. Like, yes. say, if you have already two blue cards, you don't need any of the blue poker chips. But other people might, because you've taken <laughs> the blue cards. So, yep. maybe one of your turns you pick up two blue tokens so that people can't use them. <laughs> yes, yeah. Which is, there's that level of strategy to it and it's, it's great. I... Yeah, I, yeah. Um, I've played it a good number of times, and the same thing same seems to happen every time. Is the table goes completely silent, and there's not even <laughs> that. Sh- you know, that sometimes there's a little bit of joking and, and carrying around, but always in the center. You know, it's kind of in the middle of the game. Everything goes silent, and there's not even. Is it your go? No, no, it's my go. People just know, and they're they're just picking yeah. up the chips, and it's not. It's not. It is competitive, but it's not. There's no nastiness or anything in it. Yeah, Everyone's yeah. just in, in in the task at hand. Yeah, and I think the the most kind of like there's not a whole lot of you know chatter from the game apart from things like when you pick up a card. There's always one person that's like, ah, fuck, that was my, I was going for that. <laughs> oh no, yeah. what I need to save up for now. Yeah, um, but normally once that happens, it kind of you know everyone starts chatting a little bit about it for a couple of minutes but then it always comes back to this dead silence and everyone it's like a game of chess <laughs> yeah <laughs> um and you know if you walked past i think if you walk past like in a gaming cafe or a, a convention or something you've seen somebody playing this game you would think that's a bit you know that people can't be having fun with that but it is it's yeah it is, it's great fun um yeah yeah i love that game uh I need to play more of it, actually. That's, like, only the, like, second, third time that <laughs> my version of Splendor has actually been used. Wow, okay. Because, I mean, like, not in terms of games, but in terms of days, because yes. the first time I introduced my girlfriend to it, we played a bunch. We played, like, one more time after that, but most of the time she's been playing the app. Uh-huh. Um, and then that was, like, the third time it'd been out, which is oh, good. Yeah. Puts it to use. Um... Then after Splendor, we played Libertalia. Yes. Which was the first time I played that. I actually asked you to bring it because I wanted to play it because I like pirates. And yes. You said it was a good game. So, mm-hmm. And I generally trust your opinion of board games <laughs> because it's more informed than mine is. <laughs> um, but yeah, Libertalia is a pirate game. Where yep. everyone is trying to loot a ship over the course of six days. Yes. And everyone has the same deck of cards and one person takes out 
like shuffles their deck and takes out a hand of cards then everyone else has to take the same hand of cards yeah and every turn everyone puts one thing face down and whoever has the highest value card gets to choose first from the loot but basically you organize them in terms of value of card and you go through the abilities on them yeah there may be abilities that happen yeah before so sorry yeah you you're probably better explain this to me (laughs) Um, yeah. Okay. So you you play the this the the cards face down, and then we put them in order of rank um, from highest to lowest. Then from lowest to highest, we take if there's any special effects. So for example, there's a card that the lowest card in the in the game is the parrot, and the ability of the parrot means once all the cards have been ranked in order, you can have a look at them. And you can take your pack. Well, you have to take your parrot away, and you're allowed to play another card now with the knowledge of you can see what's face down. So mm-hmm. it mean it kind of lets you rig that round. So you could see what the highest card is, and you could trump it. You could play a card higher than that, or you know it may not be depending on uh, the booty that's available. You may not want to play the highest card. You may want yeah. to play. You know, you know, it's up to you how you play it, and according to what's up for grabs uh, after all that's done so after you take all the abilities into effect then you go again from highest to lowest rank um, and the person with the highest rank card on the table gets to take uh, their choice of the booty of the day the loot of the day mm-hmm. um, and that goes around there's the reason why that's so important is some of the the treasure is very valuable some of it not so valuable unless, uh, like treasure maps, for example, is only valuable if you have three of them. Um, and then there are curses, which are actually worth negative points. Uh, there are also um, cutlasses. Um, it allows you to kill opponents from on your left or right-hand side. And it also, there are also Spanish officers. If you get caught by a Spanish officer, you lose your character on the table Um because there's, there's other things that happen. Um, it's possible to... A card that has been played, it's possible to play another card to bring it back into your hand. Mm-hmm. Um, so there's a difference between uh, cards that are dead, so characters that have been killed, or cards that have retired for the day into the ship. Well, there's three states, because there's cards that have retired to your ship this day in the den. Yeah. There's cards that have been discarded, which are in your discard pile. And then there's cards that are dead, which are out of the discard pile because they were from a previous day. Yes. <laughs> um, because there's like one or two cards that can do things with the discard pile as well. Um, yeah. Which, you know, that was the little, a little bit confusing. But um, yeah, I really enjoyed it. Um, there was a good amount of strategy to that stuff. Yes. And I yeah. liked the... Because like I was kind of sceptical of the... Like, everyone playing the card face down, and then... Because it was like, oh, well, it's just going to be vaguely kind of luck-based then. Mm-hmm. Uh, but there's just a lot of strategy to it. Because it's just things like... That first game we had... Or the first uh, week, because it's split into three weeks. Yeah. Um, we had the same hand of cards, obviously. And one of the cards was... Um, I can't remember the name of it, but it's the, the woman that... If she is in your den at night time, which happens, you know, six times over a week, then you get some money from it. Yeah. 
But if anyone else has her in the den as well, then all of them get discarded. Yes. And so my girlfriend used it in like the first round and she got money from it for the first round. And then both me and you had the same idea of, all right, let's get her the fuck out of there so that, you know, she's not making money off it. Yes. Which meant that all three of us had lost ours. And so Paul just put his down and we couldn't do anything about it because... Yeah. But also he played a lot later than I thought he would have. But um, there's that kind of strategy that stuff where if one mm-hmm. of us had done that, then, you know... Yeah. Someone could have countered someone else, but <laughs> three of us ended up without this card that one person had. <laughs> yeah. Um, so the other thing is that... Uh, so when at the start of the game, we all start with the same nine cards. But... Uh, through the course of the, the first round, you're only going to play six cards, hmm. which means you have three cards left over at the end of the round. And so that means three cards. Exactly, yeah. So that means that at the end of the day, we've all got three, possibly all got three different cards. Mm-hmm. Um, then at the start of the next round, instead of getting a fresh set of nine cards, we only get a fresh set of six. So we still have a, a hand of nine, but now there's three different. So you're, you've you've got these kind of three wild cards, um, and what we found was there was a couple of cards that I think you and I had the same idea with some of them. Uh, I think the brute um, is a character. It allows you to kill oh, off the brute. Was so many <laughs> dumb things happened with the brute. Yes, yes. So there was ca- uh, people used him straight away, but Kieran and myself thought we're going to hang on to him and brought, only brought him out in the the last round. Yeah, and we brought. I think we both brought them out using the parrot. So we'd yes. play the parrot so that we had the chance to know can we use them or not. Uh, but the thing about the brute is the brute kills whoever is in queue who has the highest number. And that can include himself. Yeah, because... <laughs> which, well, I mean, it doesn't specifically say it includes himself, but there's a similar card, the, um, the mutineer, which kills the lowest ranked person in your den, but it specifically says excluding himself. Yeah, which kind of infers okay, the brute can kill himself, and so we were playing it that way, and so twice in our game, the brute killed himself. <laughs> Just yeah. someone put him out, and there was no higher person, so he was there. Like I'm the highest ranked person, I'll punch myself in the face and die, <laughs> which was a lot of fun. Yep. Um, so yeah, that was that was a lot of fun. Really enjoyed that. I I think uh, you. You took the lead very early in that oh, game. Oh yeah, I won by like a wide margin. Um, yeah, so that I don't is know also how one... it was just luck. It, it's one of the first times I've ever seen that happen. Um, <laughs> just a so really good pirate. Normally, what happens with that game is you know someone will streak ahead in on the end of the first day, then it will switch and it will change, and that you know somebody will get the jump on them on the second day, mm-hmm. and then the third day, you know by that. By the third day, everyone's kind of used to the game and how it works, and there's pure strategy, so that some the strongest player normally comes out to the fore. Then, um, you played really well. You had a really good three days. Yeah, like I had no. Um, I don't think I picked any courses up at any point. No. Or, really, any of the things that lowered your money at all. Like I ended up getting rid of. There's multiple times where I would kill some dudes that were in my own den just to make sure they didn't lose me points at the end. Yes. And yeah, like that first round, everyone was ending with like you know, you know, ten to fifteen points, or whatever, and I ended up with like twenty five. 
<laughs> and then you're like, no, it's fine. We'll make it back in the second round. And I got like another twenty five and ended up like in the fifties <laughs> when you guys were in the twenties. Yes. And then the third round was also really high, and it's just like you could see the difference between like you guys were all kind of clumped up near the start of the board yeah. still, and I was right at the end, just like I had all the points. Yeah. Um, um, it was a lot of fun. I. Yeah. Yeah, it is. I think even uh, it is one of those games as well. Although you're playing, you know, for points at the end of it, the it's the interactions with some of the characters. Yeah. So even if you just win one or two days, where you get to pick the 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 loot first, just the satisfaction of knocking the best player and you know scuppering their plans for a round or two. I I kind of like games like that, you know, where even if you're not playing, you know, you're not playing that well. And you're not going to win. You're still going to have as much fun as the person that's winning. Yeah, definitely. Um, yeah, so that was really good. Yeah, that's another one that I'm definitely going to pick up at some point. Um, <laughs> I quite like it. Uh, then we stopped and played some video games, but I think we we'll probably just get through all the board games first. Cool. Yeah. Um, so I think, correct me if I'm wrong, but I think we only played one other board game, uh, which was uh, Via Nebula. Yes, that's right. Yeah. Um, which. Yeah, you you might want to explain. You're playing Via Nebula for review, I believe. Yes, yeah. So we we received a copy of Via Nebula for review. Via Nebula is a game by Martin Wallace. So we spoke about one of his games earlier, which was uh, Discworld and yeah. Mopog. Um, this game is brought out by Space Cowboys. That's the guys that made Splendor. Yeah. Uh, straight off the bat, the game looked absolutely amazing. Oh, it's so good. It's so pretty. Um, wooden pigs yes yeah so the story is that uh, you are trying to rebuild an ancient civilization um, and there is a, a map board and it's split into little hexagons or is it hexagons or octagonals or oh it's one of them one of them anyway yeah there's these little octagons all over the place um, and uh, some of them have uh, meadows on them which is fine. There is also unexplored areas. So what you're trying to do in the game is there's also building sites. So you're trying to rebuild civilization. You're trying to rebuild buildings there. Um, you're also trying to harvest resources and make resources available for everyone. But what happens is you need to get the resources from where they are to the building sites. So you need to build roads, which are like meadows, mm -hmm. you know, open field. So you can hike the stuff over the open field. Um, so once you explore a, a foggy area, you can see, oh, right, it's an empty meadow, so we can go there now. Um, the idea of the game, it, the way the game has been built is it doesn't really matter about what you do within the game. Your actions will benefit the other players in the game. So although it's, a, it's, it's quite a, a competitive game. Yeah, yeah, it's, yeah um, there's one winner at the end. Yeah, you know, so you're all playing for points That's there's, and you're all against each other. But the one side effect is no matter what you do, you're going to benefit either all the players or at least one of them. Mm -hmm. So you have to strike this balance of trying to achieve what you're trying to do. Um, so the game starts with everyone gets two blind cards and these are contracts. So these are buildings that you can build. Um, and to build the buildings, there are five different, five or six different resources that you have. There is wood, uh, food, 
Uh, wood, wheat. food, wheat. Uh, brick and stone. Brick and stone, yeah. Um, and the the components for these are in the shape of so the stone is like this little jaggedy, like a spearhead nearly. Yeah. Um, the the brick is these round these red, uh, rectangles. Yeah. Yeah. Um, the food is a uh, Kieran's favourite piece of the game. I think. Oh, they're so good. They're little <laughs> pigs. The little wooden pigs. Yep. Yeah. Uh, and the the wheat looks like um, I said they look like John Johnny Bravo's head. Yeah, basically. Uh, and the the wood is sort of like a an abstract tree. Yeah. Yeah, with little branches coming off it. Um, so each of your buildings will tell you which of those resources and how many of those resources you need. Um, so you basically uh, build roads to the, connect your building site to these resources, then transport the resources to the building site, and then convert the building site and all the resources into the building. Mm-hmm. Um, so Everyone, like I said, everyone starts off with uh, two blind cards, so only you know what you can build. But there is also four communal contracts that are up at the top as well. Yeah. Um, every every one of the cards, uh, not every one of them, but most of the cards uh, will give you, building a contract gives you uh, victory points, which is what you're after. But sometimes there's also a special power, which some of them may allow you to transport uh, goods from wherever they are to your building site without you don't need to use roads you can just basically take one and, and pick one there put it, and put it there mm-hmm. um, there's none of it is actually combative is it no it's everything you do the most combative per- thing that happened in our game was someone removed the path going to someone else's building so they couldn't move anything else there but even then that's like a turn change that's not majorly combative thing yeah um, and it when when they did it as well it wasn't um that you know it wasn't i'm doing that to be nasty it was they were trying to build a better road yeah and you know they even said it was your girlfriend that said to paul i'm sorry i'm doing that and he says no i'm finished there anyway i don't need it yeah you know so although it, it could have been combative they were still talking about it and saying no no it's fine that and what you're doing there actually yeah. makes more sense because it does feel like this weird like um almost like semi-cooperative thing because you are competing with each other but everything you do is affecting other players in a positive way so you kind of need to work together to some degree yes. but you're still trying to win um so yeah. like right from the start i didn't really understand this and so i started building all my stuff in the corner alone <laughs> and then realized oh i can only connect two resources up because I can only have people at two resource points at any given time. So I need to get resources from other people, but everyone is building on the other side of the map, so I can't take the resources. <laughs> um, so I ended up having to build on other parts of the map before expanding out a bit down there. Yeah. Um, but they, once you learn that thing is that, you know, you try and push it to the point where you're, isolated enough while also relying on other people's materials um it's just it's a smart smart game i really like yeah it. yeah i i was feeling i kept looking so you know 
whenever we do the reviews as well, you're always looking for some sort of, maybe not a negative, or you're trying to find, you know, are there any niggles in the game? Um, You know, because you don't want, well, not you don't want, but, um, you know, no game is perfect. Yeah, yeah, definitely. So you keep trying to find, you know, is there things that don't work that well? Mm -hmm. I still need to play the game a little bit more, but I am... I'm struggling to find some of the, you know, the, there's no real bad points in it. Yeah, like a lot of it seems. I, I'd, I'd assume maybe some of the, like some all of the buildings have like ability. Well, not all of them, but a lot of them have abilities, and in our game at least, those didn't really have much an effect on anything. R- so it'd, yeah. be, it'd be interesting to play more games of it to see if those actually come into play a bit more, or if it's just that kind of thing of they're there because they kind of have to be because otherwise you'd just be building the building with the highest amount of points at all times. Yeah. Um, which still kind of seems to be the thing to do because mm-hmm. the game ends or you, the, the final round starts when someone has built all the buildings they can build. Yeah. So you have this limited amount of buildings you can build so it makes sense to get as many points as possible from them. Although there are other ways to get points by like exploring a, a lot because the more of your uh, location tiles you use, your little uh, meadow tiles, the more of them you use, the more points you get, because you clear out your little stacks of them, and you get two points for clearing a stack. Uh-huh. And I like that system, where there, you can get points from other things as well, but it still just seemed like building buildings is the way to get points. Yeah. It is the key thing you'll be getting points from. And so... The abilities on them never seemed to come into play that much for us. I think the one that got used the most was, I think all of us, or at least two or three of us, used the um, one of the buildings lets you transport goods from anywhere on the map to a building spot. Yes. Uh, even if it's not connected up. And that was like the one thing that was kind of useful, but it wasn't super useful. Yeah. Um, yeah, I think, I think the other thing as well is that the game can sort of be a bit of a race. Yeah, yeah, definitely. You know, so uh, although what, yeah, it's weird because whatever you do helps all the other players, but some, you know, so sometimes it is, it almost becomes a little bit like a game of solitaire as well. You're not. But I can see there being some, well, yeah, I guess. But even though you're playing it, you know, essentially solitaire, like, you see the reactions to the stuff you're doing mm. around the map. It's not um, like it's that thing where taking the last of a resource from a thing forces someone else to expand somewhere else to get that resource. Yeah, if yeah. they need it, and so you know that you've done that. Um, I wonder if, like, if you've played that bit more, maybe like more tactical things will come into play, like. If you have extra resources when you build a building, they go into your stockpile and lose your point at the end. Mm-hmm. And I wonder if like there are occasions when maybe it's worth doing that just to make sure someone else doesn't get it. Yeah, yeah. Maybe like you can slow someone down enough by going, "I'm taking this last brick. You need to expand all the way over there to get a brick. I don't even need this brick. Just go mm-hmm. throw it in the stockpile. It's gone." Ah, <laughs> uh, yeah. Like, I can see there being some degree of strategy. It's just one of the things you need to play a bit more. Yes, yeah. Um, but um, on the surface, in the terms of quality of the game, it's top-notch. Oh, yeah, definitely. 
Um, and yeah, we we had it was kind of it was the last game that we played, and it kind, it was quite relaxing as well, wasn't it? Yeah, it was a good kind of like wind down thing at the end. Yeah. Um, so yes, high fuse. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I think it was. Uh, yeah, so far um, it it was enjoyable, and it was a nice way to kind of end you know end the game and the the game day off as well. Mm-hmm. Definitely. Um, but that was all the board games we played. Yeah. Which was a lot of board games. I, I actually like when we planned this day. I kind of suspected we'd play more video games and be playing like a bunch of local stuff and just sitting on a couch laughing about local stuff. And then we played Fuse and I was like, actually, I could just fucking play board games all day. <laughs> and we kind of did. Like we played a little bit of video games, but it was yeah. almost entirely board games. Yeah, I think I think it was you know we didn't play things like Dead of Winter or you know the really involved games. It was yeah, it was a bunch the... of kind of lighter stuff. Yeah, like not light stuff. Like Via Nebula's got a bunch of depth to it. Splendor's got a bunch of depth to it. But you know, yeah. it's like it's yeah, it wasn't like the super tense, super you know nerve wracking thing as much. Yeah, except the fuse, I guess. Yes, um, yeah. <laughs> but yeah. Uh, then we played some video games. So we played uh, the newest of this lot, which is uh, Video Ball. Uh, yes. Which only came out last week. And I picked it up like, the day before you guys came over because I saw a video of it and thought, yeah, this looks like a good, fun, local multiplayer thing. And it was. Um, so Video Ball is a, a sports game, essentially. Uh, mm-hmm. It's 2D and everyone has a little kind of triangular ship kind of like asteroids and it kind of just controls like asteroids you fly around and you shoot yeah but the idea is you're in these arenas and you're trying to shoot a ball into a goal yes and the other team's trying to stop you from shooting a ball into a goal and everyone has four tiers of shot so if your base like kind of pea shooter shot that doesn't really do much but it'll stop the ball moving and it'll move it a little bit but it's really more useful for if you shoot other players with it you can it calls it a tackle, but really you just shoot them they go flying away. Yes. Um, the second tier shot makes like a bigger bullet that doesn't go away for a bit unless someone shoots it, and so that can push the ball for quite a bit. Mm-hmm. The third tier is a bigger shot that hits the ball and like makes it go super fast and bounce off things super fast, but also means it can be redirected really easily. So you could blast it off a wall and get it really towards the goal but the other team might just shoot it and redirect it and then it's suddenly moving really fast towards your goal yeah. and if it has a player it will knock them flying as well and the fourth tier just puts down a block so you can build like walls which is kind of dumb and you yeah. can, like block off your goal and it's really silly Um. yeah so we played a bunch of 2v2 matches on a bunch of stadiums because there's like tons and tons and tons of different levels for it and a bunch of like it's really customizable like you can choose uh, by default you put uh, there's three balls in the court at any given time uh-huh. uh, even a 2v2 game and so everyone's fighting over these three balls trying to score uh, but you can change that you can make it one v- uh, one ball you can make it you know six balls you could you know customize all that stuff you can customize how much each type of goal is worth so, I don't. It doesn't really explain how you get each of the kids' goals because, as far as I can tell, you just hit the ball into a goal and it gives you a point. Yes. Um, 
but the most obvious one would be uh, you could set the amount of points that own goals give. So by default, own goals give one point to the player that uh, you know the other team basically. If you score an own goal, the other team gets a point. But you could change that so that when you score an own goal, you lose a point, or yes. uh, that it just does nothing. The own goals don't matter. You score as many own goals as you want, which would probably actually be quite a fun way to play if you wanted to try and stop someone scoring just by shooting it into your own goal. Um, that'd probably be quite fun, actually. I'd try that. Um, but yeah, it's just like super fast-paced and it's just a bunch of people shouting at each other like, now what are you doing? Just put a wall up. No, shoot, shoot everything. Keep shooting. Paul, why are you over there? What are you doing? Yeah. Um, <laughs> um, I I liked it. I was absolutely rubbish at it. Um, but <laughs> what, what my issue with the game was was that... Um, I struggle to see um, so the little ships that you have look yeah. too similar. So I I was I get confused about you know which one I was looking at. Yeah, like they they try to make them different by making one have like a, another color arrow on top of it, but they they do look really similar. I got confused a few times as well. It'd be good if you could just change, like make have a completely different shade or a different shape or something like that. I get they want to go for like the asteroids look, but having like a slightly different shape of ship so that you can tell them apart easier would be probably the smart way to do it. Uh-huh. Um, yeah. I tried playing some online of that uh, since we played it and there's nobody online. Which is kind of a shame because it's really fun. But there's nobody playing it. Um, yeah. Um, but yeah, uh, I... Probably, I did, like I said, had a lot of fun with it, but it was just, I found it a bit too uh, confusing with it and things like that. But it was good fun, though. Yeah, yeah. Um, then we also played Super Smash Brothers for the Wii U. We did, yes. Uh, which Paul was not super into, but me and you had a lot of fun with that one. <laughs> yeah, we did, yeah. It was, um, it was quite good. Uh, I got to use some of the characters uh, you've bought. Uh, I don't think I've bought any of the characters apart from I've got the because I bought both versions of the game, the 3DS, and yeah, I got Mewtwo, and I, there was another one that I have, and I'm not too sure which one it is, but yeah, I've got those, and but you've actually bought some of the the characters, the, the DLC specs, all of the DLC except for the Fire Emblem's Fate character that they released in the last DLC pack, right. Um, just because there's so many Fire Emblem characters in that game already. Um, but yeah, I, uh, what ones did you get to play as? Did you did you try all of them out? Or? Um, I got to play, I played as Bayonetta. Yeah, played I, Bayonetta's as... quite good. She's quite tough though. Yeah, um, I, I thought she was quite good. I used, uh, I don't know if I actually the won the, the game as the Bayonetta. No, I didn't. I I came close to it because um, I knocked I knocked Paul out, and then uh, I beat you. And but you still had one one life yeah, left. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so yeah, I I liked her. Um, I played as Cloud and won as Cloud. Yeah, Cloud Cloud's really easy to play. I quite like him. Yeah, he's quite yeah. cool. That was um, quite good. My favorite DLC character is still Ryu. I think Ryu plays like really differently from everyone else. Yeah, um, it's really fun. But he's quite spammy. He is I, quite I, spammy. That's true. 
Yeah, you, you used them and you were just uh, spamming, was it, uh, Hodokins? Yeah, <laughs> yeah, you can do that. Um, Bios has this cool thing where if you, instead of just doing, like, you know, because Smash Brothers, your Hadoken is just the B button. But if right. you want to, instead of just doing it by pressing the B button, if you actually do the proper input and do, oh, like, yes, the core yeah. circle, then A, he'll do, like, the uh, the EX version of the move, basically, so you'll shoot, like, a big orange Hadoken instead. All um, right, yeah. which is pretty cool. I I like that. Um, it's a nice little touch. I like yep. like no other character plays like that, but the fact that he has all of the kind of Street Fighter inputs is smart. Yeah, uh, I'm pretty sure he actually has. Every character has a final smash when you get the little gem thing, and then it lets you do a finisher move. Basically, um, yeah. he actually has two final smashes. Because one of them you can only do if you input his other super as the inputs, and it does a separate final smash. It would do because one of them is just like his, you know, big kind of mega Hadouken super that is, you know, the thing he does by default. Mm-hmm. Um, but then you can do another one if you know the input from Street Fighter, which is pretty cool. It's a nice little touch. Um, cool. Yeah, we played a bunch of that. Um, yeah. On- we played some of the DLC stages as well because we played uh, the. Uh, we played the Midgar stage. Midgar stage, yeah. Um, we also played the was it the Mario Maker? Yes, the Mario Maker stage. Those are both yeah, DLC that, ones. Yeah, that was quite good. Um, yeah. We didn't play the Bayonetta stage. We didn't. The Bayonetta one's quite good as well though, because it's just yeah. like a platform that's spinning through space. is It's really silly. It's really good. Yeah. Um, um, it, it was quite funny because we played the so we played um i tried some of the dlc which i wanted to try uh mm-hmm. the dlc characters um and you kind of done that as well and then we ended up going for kind of the the characters that we use most yeah. of the time so you ended up using um punch out guy what's yeah little mac little mac uh i ended up using star fox yeah um and there was a couple other characters but paul paul just used all the pokemons <laughs> yeah that's true <laughs> Lil, Lil um, Mac is still one of my favorite characters in that game. Like he's, oh, I, he is new to this version of the game. I mean, you know, that's yeah, in the 3DS one. But like, he's just so good. He's just a he plays so well. I I really do like him. He's a really yeah. good character to use. I need to play that 3DS version a bit more. I actually need to play it again. Um, I should actually try and maybe think about buying some of the DLC as well. It's it's worth it. The only thing is they do that weird thing where you have to pay like a pound more to get it on both versions. Yes. Um, which is kind of dumb. I wish they just did the cross buy the same way that Sony does, but yeah, I think they just know that people will pay it. I mean, I paid it. I don't think I paid it for all of them. I think there's right. a couple of characters I bought that I only bought on the Wii U. Yeah. Um, the, the only thing is that it, that it is quite expensive to buy the characters. Yeah, it's, it's, they need to do like a I think they started doing bundles with like but, stuff in it, but it's still quite but even yeah, even then, you know, when they're bundling the stage and the characters together, it's still a lot of money just for a character. Yeah, definitely. Um, I don't even think that the you know when Dead or Alive is is buying will you buy characters for Dead or Alive or Mortal Kombat? I don't think Mortal Kombat is as expensive as um, Smash Brothers. I'm pretty I'm sure pretty, they are. I need to. That, that's what I'm saying. I'm, you know, I'm not too sure, but I, yeah. I think, I think Smash Brothers is a little bit more expensive. Well, the Smash Bros. ones are like, it's like three fifty or four, four fifty if you want it on both. Um, right. 
I need pretty, to double check. I'm yeah. sure the Mortal Kombat ones are a bit more than that. Right. Yeah. Um, um, it just seems, you know, it just seems a bit expensive. Yeah. Yeah, they are. Uh, Mortal Kombat X Alien is three ninety nine, so it's actually a bit the same. Right. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. Um. But yeah, no, I I think it's it's a bit pricey. They should do like a bundle that is just here's all the, you know, old characters we've added back in DLC for. You know, a fiver rather than a fiver each. You know. Yeah, yeah. Um, and like a bunch of those characters, you don't need. Like I bought Roy, and like Roy is an older Fire Emblem character that was in melee and just plays the same as Marth, but has like slightly harder hitting t- attacks. It's like don't really need them. I kind of yeah, bought them because I used them in melee, but. Marth is actually probably better now, so there's not really any reason to use them. Yeah, yeah. Um, cool. Or uh, Lucas, which is the the guy that plays almost identically to Ness. And I, yes. I never play as Ness anyway, so I don't know why I bother buying him. Because, <laughs> yeah, it's dumb. Um, but yeah, and then we also played Sports Friends. Yes, we played some Sports Friends. Which we played a bunch of before. We... I think we only played um, Super Pole Riders. I think we, yeah. No, which we, is great. It's, I love Pole Riders so much. Oh, it's uh, it's just a, a hell of a lot of laughing. Um, so Pole Riders, I kind of redeemed myself because I was absolutely die out. Anyone <laughs> that had me in uh, the, the, bound, the ball one. Yeah, video ball. Video ball. Whoever had me lost horribly. Um, and I don't. Actually, I don't think I lost a game of Pole Riders. No, I think you dominated it pretty much across the board. One of the tactics that you can do as well, instead of pole vaulting and kicking, so if you get it right, you can actually use the, the pole, throw the pole and you get the, the target and you just kind of run with it and push it. Yeah, and it's <laughs> so slower, but you can do it. Yeah, so um, we were doing that and then you get everyone gets trapped on top of each other with the, the daft physics of the game yeah. and everything. Um, and it is, it's just, you end up howling and laughing at it. Yeah. It's, or the and, thing I enjoyed doing was like, you can just, people don't know, sorry, I guess, Pole Riders is like a team-based uh, pole vaulting game where you're using this really terrible, well, not terrible, really silly physics to launch yourself into the air and kick a ball across a wire. And whoever gets it to the, you know, the opposite side of the wire first wins. And the pole is just all physics It's just controlled by the right analog stick. And you can do dumb things like launch yourself in the air or like Mike was saying, push the ball with it instead of launching yourself. Or what I was doing, which was I was putting my vault, uh, my uh, pole in front of me and pushing down and just holding people to the ground so that the other person <laughs> on my team could vault over and hit the ball and couldn't be interrupted. Um, which you can break out of relatively easily, but you know, yes. there's a couple of seconds there that you're like, "Oh shit, I tried to jump and couldn't, so I got blocked." Um, and then, then we also discovered that you could kick somebody from their pole as well. Yeah, which and you could do that. I didn't realize though that there's a sudden death mode if it's if a game ends at a tie. Um, yes. In the sudden death mode, you can either it's first person to score or last person alive, so you can just kick people off their poles. Yeah, <laughs> so but what I, have- we won well, by wiping out our team by kicking yes. them off their poles. <laughs> but the the thing with the um, the when it comes to sudden death, you, normally you've got you know two players per side and they have their own pole. On sudden death, it's one pole shared mm. between two players. I forgot so about you, that. So yeah. you, you're launching the other player. 
It's really good. It is a hell of a lot of fun. It was really I think that's the first time I'd ever seen that as well. Yeah, same. I don't remember ever seeing that. Um, yeah. I think that they should just have a, an option to toggle that on. I would happily play just a full match of sharing a poll because it's so silly. Um, but yeah, that's, Sports Friends is still... It's one of those things, it's one of my favourite PlayStation Plus games. It's one of my yeah. favourite local multiplayer things. Like... Sir Paul Ryder's great. Uh, Barry Barry Ball is the kind of Smash Brothers volleyball game that's yes. probably my favourite thing in that, but you kind of need people are a bit more... The main reason we didn't play it was actually just because I know that my girlfriend doesn't like it much because she's not a big gamer, so she's not kind of super into that kind of like action-y thing. Yeah. Um, but like if you have like four people that are kind of into games that are into that kind of thing... Barry Barry Ball is a lot of fun. Um, and then there's other stuff in that as well. There's that weird football game that's just pixels. Um, that one's alright as well. Yeah, yeah. And then there's a hands, uh, hand, the, the moving one. Yeah, Joust, which I've never played actually because I've only got one move controller. Alright. We need to make I... a game of that at some point. Oh, yeah, you can use well, PS4 controllers as well now actually, can't you? That's right, yeah. Yeah. It's it's kind of a weird one. Um, a little bit of fun, but I think it would be play. You know, that's one of the ones that you need more than like four players for it because it's more fun. Yeah, yeah, definitely. It's one of those things. Like, if we ever do another charity event, it seems like it'd be a good idea to play that at like three in the morning. Yes. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. Be quite good. If that ever happens again, we'll do that. Yep. Um, and then the final thing we played was the Jackbox collection. Oh yes. Where we played. We played Quiplash a little bit, but that one doesn't really work that well with four players. I um, I still liked it. It was still fun. It's just it's that thing where because it's all people voting on other people's stuff. Yes. We play yeah. it four players. It's people know Quiplash. Question comes up, or question gets two questions get sent to every player, and they have to write answers to it, and then it shows up and goes, "Here's two answers to this question. Which one was funnier?" and the other two people need to vote for it if it's only four people. So it's, it's yeah. just kind of this, there's only two people voting on it and it's a bit of a split. Um, yeah. It works a lot better with more people, especially if you're live streaming it, because then the crowd can vote on it as well. Yes. Uh, which is great. Um, I play the live stream a few times, actually. Um, the very first time I got it, I actually just live streamed out and just played it with random people on Twitch. Like, didn't have any friends playing it with me, and that was a lot of fun. Mm-hmm. Um, then we played Fibbage which is always great um, yep. we've talked about Fibbage a lot on here before Fibbage is uh, again questions come up that are like you know they're obscure facts yeah they're like obscure facts with like a blank in them and you have to fill in the blank with something that you think other people will believe is the right answer um, yep. and so you end up with really silly things and yeah, it's it's just really funny, really, mm-hmm. really silly. Um, draw something. Oh, Drawful. Uh, Drawful, sorry. Draw something, the mobile game. Um, yeah. Yeah, Drawful, which Drawful 2 is out now, and I need to buy that at some point. Um, similar to Fibbage, but you're drawing things, and then people are trying to guess your drawing rather than guess the blank for the question. Yeah. Um, and again, you said these disastrous drawings. Um, oh, 
yeah, Drawful is. Um, I I was actually quite amazed how close we were most of the time. Yeah, yeah. I, Drawful is my favorite game in that in the Jackbox. It's it always has been. Yeah, it's just a good silly thing. I I honestly didn't think it would work, and it's kind of it's a uh, it's like a mixture between Pictionary, Cards Against Humanity, and Balderdash. Yeah, definitely. That's that's a good explanation for it, actually. Um, um, yeah, I, I was very surprised how well it worked and, and really enjoyed it as well. Yeah, and it's just a good use of touchscreen, just because it's all web based, and so you don't need to download an app or anything like that. And it's just you go on the web page, you draw on their web page, and it just shows up in the game, and it just works, and it's yeah, it's magic. Yeah, um, and it's good. Cause it means you don't need four controllers, and you don't need to try to figure out how to draw with a controller. Which would be yeah. crazy. It's one of those things that wouldn't really work with just standard controls. Yeah, yeah. And people's drawings always end up like terrible, no matter how good they are at drawing. Like I play the, we played it with um, a friend of mine who is an artist. Like she's like, is how she makes her money is drawing things. As uh-huh. it turns out, and her drawings were, they were better than ours. But you know, you're drawing on a you know five inch touchscreen, so it's, yeah. it's gonna be a fucking disaster no matter what. Um. Yeah. yeah, I th- I th- I think the other thing as well is that when when you are drawing, you're drawing so that you, you're trying to make it as clear as possible as well. Yeah. Um, and the the concepts, I think the concepts are, are really, you know, they're they're easy-ish to draw mm-hmm. if that makes any sense. Yeah. You, well, most uh, of them are. Some of them are like. Whoa. Yeah. Um, um, and some of them are kind of too easy. Like Leanne got one. Liam that got it that was um, just was a it? string of four words yes it was yeah. just like moon wizard something something and so she literally just draw like drew like the four things on the page yeah and so all the answers were just variations of that yeah um, I don't remember what ones were really crazy um, oh, Paul tried to draw a hammock Oh god, yeah. And it looked I... like some fucking weird swimming pool for full of bodies and we're like, what is this? What is yes. this? <laughs> and um, it was yeah, it was a hammock. <laughs> it was a hammock. It looked I think I wrote like human blender or something like that. Like it was just like it just looked like some kind of horrific scene from a horror movie. And he's <laughs> like, No, it's a guy lying on a hammock. It's like, how is that a guy what? <laughs> yeah. Um Yeah, yeah I, I I got um because mine came up and I thought, bloody hell, it was dream within a dream. Oh, yeah. And everyone was guessing things like Inception and a Dreamception and stuff like that. Yeah. Um, so what happens is everyone guesses those. So those answers come up and then in amongst those answers is the, the real answer as well. Yeah. The prompt that you got given when you were drawing. Yes. Yeah. So you um, you then, once you've select you've suggested your answer you then select the right answer or what mm-hmm. you think is the right answer yeah yeah um and you get points obviously if you get it right um but you also get bonus points if other people select your answer hmm. and then on top of that you can also vote for your favorite answer so you know say you pick one answer because you think that is the answer but somebody gave a really funny one you can give them bonus points uh, by liking their answer yeah. Well, it doesn't give you actual points, but it does give you. Oh, there's there's, one a, there's the a separate like award at the end of the game for whoever yeah, got the uh, most points. Yeah, there's another game that you get bonus. You can give bonus points for the funny answers, isn't there? I think Quiplash. 
Quiplash, I think, does that, yeah. yeah. They, they all kind of work very similar. Yeah, yeah, they're all built on the same mechanics. Yeah. Uh, the one exception being uh, the last one, which is uh, the actual the Jackbox itself. Oh, yeah, um, yeah you, you don't, don't know Jack. Jack. Um, which was... It worked actually quite well. Like I've had bad experiences with um, you don't know Jack and the Jackbox before, just because there's enough of a lag between what you're pressing on the screen and the actual yeah. know, reaction to the game, which is fine for most of it. There's just that one round where it's the the Jack attack, yeah, where it's like a bunch of things flying towards the screen. And it is a it's supposed to be like a buzzer thing. It's supposed to be like a you know very tactile yeah. very quick reactionary thing yeah it's fa- fastest finger first yeah but it doesn't really work on phones because it's just kind of whoever's got the least lag kind of wins it no matter what yeah um but other than that actually it worked really well like it's it, it did yeah that kind of that round you know you're hoping by that time that you've got a strong enough lead and i think we played i can't remember how many rounds we played of it was it three or four and i know we had a different winner each time yeah i think it was three me and Paul were kind of in a race to the bottom. Um, yes, in the last one, yeah. The last which was one, quite because funny. we were both got into that jack attack in negative points, and we're just like, we can't win this. Just mash the button for all of them. <laughs> just keep <laughs> mashing it. Um, and we just lost tons of points, which was fun. It was quite funny, yeah. Um, yeah, I, You Don't Know Jack is... I'm not a big fan of like trivia games. But you don't know Jack is one of the most well presented trivia games. Yes, just I the do. way it asks all its questions, where yeah. it's like, um, I'm trying to think of a good one. But they ask all the questions in really weird ways, so it's not just like, you know, how old is Taylor Swift? It's like, if Taylor Swift was doing this, this, and this, how old is she? <laughs> it's like, okay, what? Yeah, it would. Yeah, it would be like you know the the legal age to. To drink in the states is twenty one. How long would Taylor Swift have to wait before she can have a drink? Yeah, exactly. Or you know, how long has she been able to have a drink? That kind of thing. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, they're they're asked in very smart ways. Yeah, so you may know the answer to the question. You go, oh yeah, Taylor Swift's twenty five, but then you need to do the maths. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um. Yeah, which is fun. And then they have like really dumb round names for specific types of questions, where it's like, uh. There's the, uh, oh shit, was it the, put the object in the right order. Oh, I put the <laughs> put put the the objects in the right order and buzz to see if you're correct. Question. Something like that, yeah. Yeah, uh, and then there's the the, the dummy. <laughs> yeah, the the oh, I can't remember. It's just who's the dummy. Yeah, um, and uh, this or that. This or that. Um, oh, what was the other one as well? There's one that has Einstein on it. Um, I'm looking through Alyssa. Yeah, the answer is the the put the choices in the order, then buzz and see if you're right. Question. Yes. Um, <laughs> elephant, mustard, Teddy Roosevelt, or Dracula, or the one that came up for us. We didn't get that one. We got the other variation of it, which is kangaroo, peanut, Albert Einstein, or Uranus. Yes. Which is great. Um, I also like the. Um, there's a fake there's like a wrong answer like a specific wrong answer in every game that gives you bonus points uh-huh um which i think my girlfriend figured them out in both of them but she figured them out right after ask her answering with the right answer 
And she's like, oh shit, that was the wrong answer, wasn't it? I should have got that yes. one. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's... You know Jack's fun. Yeah, yeah. Um, just those packs are absolute... If you're having people round, um, they're absolutely brilliant. Yeah, they're they're great value for money. Yeah. So, Quip Plus is think... its own separate thing, um, but it's, yeah. it's also worth it. I think mm-hmm. Joffle 2 is also its one separate thing. Yeah, so... But, um... I think that was all we played, wasn't it? Yeah, that was everything we played on Saturday. Cool. Uh, and I didn't really play anything else other than that, so... Alright, cool. Uh, I played, um... Three things to talk about. Mm-hmm. Uh, well, actually, four. But I... So, I... Pokemon Go. I started playing Pokemon Go. Alright, how you finding it? Um, yeah, it's a lot of fun. It's... Uh, it's just silly. It's fun. Um, I quite like the the whole idea of you know going for walks or um, with. The, I'm still trying to recover, you know, from the heart attack and things. So one of the yeah. things I have to do is I I need to go out and go for a walk. Uh, sometimes it's just you know because um, what I need to do is I need to kind of take it easy. But so you know you go for a half an hour walk and then that's you. You go somewhere and you come back. Um, but with when you're using something like Pokemon Go, I can go out and I can say, right, I'm going to go for an hour or a couple of hours or so. And provided that, you know, you're just walking for a little bit, then maybe, you know, um, stalking a Pokestop or something and putting a lure there or something or staying in a place and fighting a gym or something. Mm-hmm. Um, it's... It, 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 for me at the moment, it's breaking the monotony of getting out. Yeah, yeah. You know, so it's just kind of serving a, pur- a purpose and things. Um, so I think for any other people and kids and things like that, um, or just anyone using the app, it's forcing them to get out. Uh, the other thing that I really like about it is the social aspect. So today uh, we went out for the walk and we went out to Hamilton, which is uh, a little suburb for anyone that's not in Scotland. Um, Hamilton is... Uh, it's. Uh, it's not a city, it's a town just outside of Glasgow, not very yeah. far away from it. Um, so we went there, and the place is covered in Pokestops. <laughs> um, so uh, there's a thing in sc- certain Scottish towns where they had, um, in Hamilton, it was these, like, um, horses. They were all the same. There was a whole load of these horse statues uh, commissioned, and various artists and, I think, celebrities and things decorated them and they scattered them all over the, the town. And part of it was, you know, could you catch could you catch them all? Could you spot them all? And you used to go and get them. There's horses in Hamilton, in Aberdeen, it was dolphins, if I remember correctly. You know, so you went around yeah. and you've seen them all. Um, but they're all scattered quite close by. So you're walking about maybe 20, 20 30 meters, and you're finding another Pokestop. <laughs> so the place is Hochin, and there's all these people, and they're dropping lures, and the place is just a hotbed, um, and you could walk, you could walk around, and you could look up. And uh, one of the parts in Hamilton, there was four Pokestops right within. If you stood the way that they were positioned, you could stand in the centre, and the way the you know your radar works, yeah, you could you could actually stand in the middle, and you could work all four Pokestops. Really so the, so there was just these people, <laughs> you know, this group of people. And nobody's talking to each other because they're all on their phones. And uh, <laughs> you, 
you would look up and they would you would catch your you know catch each other eye and you you know you're kind of laughing and a wee smile and things. Um, uh, today as well, I I took control of a gym. We found a gym, and uh, the minute I took control of it, I would lose it. And uh, we we'd been walking uh, from poker stop to poker stop, and noticed a couple of guys that looked like they were they worked in the uh, a supermarket, a local super uh, excuse me supermarket. And it looked like they were on the break. So we didn't pay much attention to them until we got to the next gym. And they were standing across the road from us. And so I'm battling the gym. <laughs> and I said to, to Anne, I said, look, these guys are there as well. And uh, then the next minute, there was a different color. They, they were on the same team as me. Um, but instead of letting me put a Pokemon in there, I had to battle them. Because <laughs> I think they were fighting themselves as well. And they were laughing and carrying on about it. So I got into the mix there. And the next minute, there was somebody else came from the uh, the yellow gym, and they came in, and um, the uh, the reason I knew it was them was I'd managed to get in. I put uh, a Jinx, a Pokemon. That was the one that I left in. And these two guys come up and they go, "Bloody hell, it's a Jinx!" So we we're all <laughs> laughing because you know uh, you're you're that busy caught up in what's happening, um, and it was just it was mental and it was really really nice. Because you're in, you're interacting with people that you would never interact before, and yeah, everyone's just out there having fun, and it was really cool. Yeah, I I've not been playing a lot of it, um, but I I do still like the idea of it a lot. Yeah. Um, so I I for uh, when I need to get out, um, either in the next couple of days, I'm going to try and head into Gla- to Glasgow as well. Yeah, better focus stuff to do. Yeah. Um, and I believe that place is mental. The just the centre of town is just mental yeah, for poker stops uh, and things like that. Edinburgh's definitely like that. I'm my work's pretty close to the city centre. Well, it basically is city centre. And um, there's not that many poker stops near my actual office. There's one right across the road though. The pub across the road is a poker stop, and people keep setting lures on it pretty much round the clock. I don't know if it's people in my office or if it's people nearby right. or what, but. Cause I only know one other person in the office that's playing Pokemon Stop, and he's like, no, it's not me putting this lure on here. I don't know what's going on. He's <laughs> like, okay, fine. But it means we catch a bunch of stuff at yeah. work. Like, I could pick up from my desk. So, like, when I'm on my coffee break, I'm just like, oh, I'll grab coffee and catch a Pokemon. <laughs> um, so, yeah. Um, it, it's actually, it was a lot of fun. Um, today as well, we went to, there's a board game cafe in, in Hamilton. Um, so quick shout out to Settlers of Hamilton, uh, awesome place. First time I'd actually been in it, and it was really cool. Um, so we went in and we we got a coffee and we actually played a game of Forbidden Desert. Um, so the, my fiance hadn't played it before and wanted to play it, so we played the game of that. And the way that the shop is situated right across the road from them is a, a poker stop. So playing the game and had our phones next to us, and just every couple of minutes you're you're spinning the poker stuff and getting the the stuff. Yeah. And it was really cool, yeah. and it was uh, it was the same as well that there was uh, almost at every poker stop someone was dropping a lure. Yeah. Um, so yeah, it is. It, it's quite fun. Um, it will it will wear off after a while, but um, well, yeah, I think it's one of those things where this like Pokemon Go will live and die based on. How much they add to it over time? Yeah, because there's not a lot to it, and people will get bored of the just walking around catching Pokemon thing pretty quickly. 
Because the gym battles aren't really particularly good. Like the actual battling is kind of. Yeah, bad. you basically. Yeah, you just basically tap your screen as fast as you can. Yeah, pretty much. Like you um, can kind of swipe to dodge, but you never really need to. You're just kind of mashing it. Yeah. Um, it's like the battle is not great, and therefore the gym stuff isn't that great. Yeah. But like the actual walk around catching Pokemon stuff's pretty cool. Yeah. And they've said they're going to add trading into it. That would um, be cool. I think they need to add player battles into it and yeah. probably change that battle system. Yeah. Because the, then they can just go, there's a battle system, battle your Pokemon against your friends. Yeah. The The other thing that I is a bit weird is that there's no, there's no instructions, you know, so you're kind of learning how to do everything yourself. Yeah, definitely. Um, that would be, you know, that would be quite good just to yeah. have. I'm kind of surprised about that, actually. Yeah, the, um... You know, because it's got a lot of attention. So I, I've had private messages and Facebook messages from friends who are not gamers saying, oh, really, it looks really exciting. Um, I've downloaded the thing. How do I bloody use it? Yeah. Um, you know, so you're kind of... Uh, there's a couple of, you know, um, websites have written articles how to play, so I've linked that and given people pointers and things like that, but you shouldn't really need to. No, it should just be in the game. Yeah. Um, so, but cool. I uh, so was playing that. Uh, we, like I said, we played uh, Forbidden Desert. Um, I think we spoke about that before many uh, a while ago. Um, yeah, it it was uh, famously featured on tabletop with uh, Alan Tudyk, who I think was he was on something. He seemed that way. <laughs> yeah, at least was... he was like prepared with a lot of props and stuff like that, and was like, I'm not taking this remotely seriously. Yeah, I, I. But it looked like he was on something. Yeah, <laughs> that's, that's a really good episode of Tabletop. Um, yeah, I was actually uh, just rewatching the uh, after we played it, the Libertalia episode of. Oh yes. Tabletop, which has uh, Karen Gillan on it. Yes. Which is a good episode as well. Yeah, um, it's got uh, Seth Seth Green in it as well, isn't it? Yes, I believe so. Yeah, and his wife. Um, but yeah, uh, so we played that. Um, two things else that I've played uh, on the PS4 um, I got a copy of Guitar Hero Live yes you did uh, I did yes I got it in um, our uh, friendly local second hand place where you can trade in things um, I've still got quite a bit of store credit there so I managed to get a copy of Guitar Hero Live and the guitar for 25 quid that's good yeah which is uh, quite good um so I've played maybe about an hour or so of it. Um, uh, there is two main modes in it. Um, I think most people know. I don't think we've ever spoken about it on the podcast, but so I'll give you a rough idea. There's two modes. There is Guitar Hero Live and Guitar Hero TV. Guitar Hero Live is kind of the single-player story mode. And the way that it works is now the whole thing is, if you remember any of the Guitar Hero and Rock Band games, when you played the game, you had the the note track in front of you. Yeah. You know, and the notes come down and you have to hit the notes to play the song. Um, in the background, there was always like a computer, you know, it was animation of a crowd and sometimes you would be a character who you dressed up, um, especially in Rock Band. You know, you dressed your character, you chose what guitar he had and what he looked like and his hairstyle and whatever. And you would sometimes see him playing in the background and he'd be running up and down the stage and things like that. Mm -hmm. 
this has been taken away and they've actually filmed a a fake band so there's a band and they're playing and they interact with you so you know so the, the guitarist will come up and he'll, he'll give you a nod if you're doing well or if you're not doing well if you're not hitting the notes he kind of pulls a face at you um and there's like um you get ushered onto the stage by the stage hands and even they'll give you a little thumbs up during the performance and things like that so it's like you're on a live stage and it's all filmed with actors um and then the it cuts out to the crowd and it's a real life crowd and they're in the thing is they're interacting with the song so yeah. they've they've actually filmed this band performing the song but you don't hear the band performing the song you hear the original artist performing the song mm-hmm. right so that makes sense yeah, yeah. Yep. Um, so the crowd sings along with the song. That's very cool. Which is quite cool. Um, and the way that they've done it, so it's um, the first two, uh, you, you get two choices where you can go, and it's two festivals. There's a festival in America, and it's kind of like a, you know, more like a, a Coachella. So it's kind of the, the more rock stuff. Yeah. Um, and then there's another one which is set in Britain, and it's. it's I think it's more like Glastonbury. Um, so you go, uh, when you go to Glastonbury and it says, oh, um, at this time, the the first band of the evening is, I can't remember the band's name, but um, it's this fake band and uh, they come on stage and they're playing and they play the first three songs that you get to play is there's an Of Mice and Men song, there's another kind of folky song and then there is... Um, Oh, what do you call them? Um, uh, British guys that did uh, uh, li- little little lion man. Oh, um, I forget. I don't remember. Uh, but they play the banjos and stuff. Uh, uh, Mumford and Sons. Mumford and Sons, yeah. So that you're playing, they're playing these three songs, um, and you play them one after each other. So it's like a little set. And the lead singer says, oh, that's great. You want one more? And then they go into the next song. And if you've been doing well, you know, it's all fine. You get the thumbs up and things. But if you don't hit the notes, then, you know, the crowd boos at you. Uh, the guitarist comes up to you and he goes, what the hell, man? And, you know, so it's it puts you in this whole thing of being at a festival. That's yeah. quite cool. It, um, it's a little weird though because it's this fake band and they're doing three songs by three different bands yeah yeah it it, it kind of is the only thing that's a little bit jarring but it it's different it's nice to see um at first uh, i was having a little problem with my um with my disc uh so what was happening was it was kind of that video footage was lagging so it would kind of stick so I didn't think it was quite good. So I uninstalled the whole thing, reinstalled it, and I played it again. It's now working fine. Okay. And I actually had quite a bit of fun with it. I thought it was quite cool. It was very, very different. Yeah, I uh, think it's a cool idea. Yeah, it is. It's a I've cool idea. I've still not got a chance to actually properly play it. Um, uh, the only thing is some of the songs are not very good. You know, no, the, Yeah, uh, I've heard the, the, the track list is not the strongest it has ever been. No, de- definitely not. Um, you know, there's uh, when a uh, rock band, rock band had uh, stuff from No Doubt in it. It had yeah. uh, it had a good mix. Was, 
yeah, it was a really good mix. Of, but there was, you know, classic songs and songs that you would, because, let's face it, when you're playing with on the guitar or the drums or the keyboard in, in rock bands and things, essentially all you're doing is you're tapping. You're just yeah. tapping in time. You know, so you know yourself, sometimes when a song comes on the radio or something, you tap in time to the melody. Mm-hmm. And that's what you do with this. Um, so there was classic songs that you would instinctively know the rhythm of. There's not so, there's not as many in, on Guitar yeah. Hero Live, or at very least not ones that you like. Obviously, everyone has different music tastes. Yeah, I think. Um, well, I have have I kind of heard that kind of almost across the board. That yeah, no I, one seems particularly satisfied with the track list that's in that game. Yeah, I I think you're. I think also what you're trying to do politely is say that it's more for a younger audience. And I think you're right. I think it is. <laughs> I was used to say a younger audience because actually, like, I. I, no, I guess I'm an old man now, too. Yeah, well. Like, the track list doesn't really appeal to me that much either, but. but maybe I think, I'm just old. I, I think it is. It's more for, you know, 16 and up. Yeah. I like, well, not, well, not even up, but, you know, like 16 to 19, 20. Yeah, I think that's kind of where it's pitched at. So you get some of these new bands like the 1975, who are just god awful. <laughs> um, you not god awful. I don't like them. Um, but there's you know Black Veil Brides and stuff yeah, like that. Yeah, yeah. yeah Black Veil um, Brides are more my age group. They're the they're one of the bands that in high school people that I knew were into, but. Uh, yeah, they're terrible. They're garbage. But, yeah, <laughs> so there's, there's stuff like that in there, um, and then there's the other mode of the game. And the other mode of the game is called Guitar Hero TV. Yeah, this, this is the mode that sounds like the thing. This is fucking fantastic. Think of VH1. Um, yeah, VH1 when it was good, or um, the Metal Channel Kerrang, mm-hmm. or Scuzz. Or even MTV uh, when it showed music. Or MTV when it showed music, yeah. <laughs> um, so they play music videos. And at any point, so you can you can go to Guitar Hero, and it is, it is like MTV and VH1. These videos run all the time. So when you go into the mode, you can sometimes jump in to a song, to a music video, right in the middle of the music video, and start playing. Okay. That's pretty cool. Um, on the left hand side of the screen is a little ranking so it shows you where you are in relation to everyone that's played that game or sorry that that's played that song either currently playing it right now or played it over a period of time I don't know how big the period of time is mm-hmm. and it'll show you where you are at the end of the song you get experience points and coins okay um depending on how you ranked, you know, uh, anywhere between first through to, I think the lowest I've ever come in a song is like eighth or ninth, but I have seen lower rankings. Yeah. Um, so depending on your ranking, you'll get um, an appropriate amount of coins and experience. Um, when you level up, you unlock more things. So when you start Guitar Hero TV, there's only one channel. There's channels, Okay. So you, you only get access to one channel and you can only play what's on that channel. Once you level up to a certain level, you get access to two channels. Mm-hmm. Uh, once you level up again, you can there's power-ups. You know, So when you activate star power in the game, 
uh, or Hero Power, as it's called in Guitar Hero. Uh, why one of the things you can do in uh, Guitar Hero TV is your starting star power is like a bomb. So you activate it and it hits all the notes for a certain length of time. Yeah. You know, so you think I'm going to make a mistake here. Activate your power and it will hit all those notes. You don't lose your streak. It actually adds to your note streak. Um, but once you level up a certain amount, you can get additional power-ups. Okay. Okay, so there's other different ones that you can get and things yeah. like that. Uh, power, uh, level up even more and you can change like your avatar. Um, it's a silly little thing, but yeah. maybe if you want to change it, you can change it. Mm -hmm. um, the channels themselves, the way it works, so there's two different channels, and uh, it will tell you that currently on channel one, we're playing Metal Greats. If you go down to the second channel, and that's more like a pop channel, uh, they're playing songs that begin with the letter G. Mm -hmm. Okay. But it runs for a certain amount of time. It runs in half-hour slots. After that half-hour slot where it's metal great, it's going to change to uh, punk pop great. Or, you know... Something what, else. What it, yeah, something else. A woman of metal or something. And when it does it, it's really cool because what happens is you'll play your last song. So I was playing I know, Queen, I Want to Break Free. Awesome okay. song. Excellent. Brilliant video playing that and then it stops and it comes in it looks like remember how vh1 and mtv they had their little jingles and things yeah there were little so, interstitials between the actual songs yeah and it comes up and it says uh, also available on this channel and it gives you uh metal so it's it shows you a little bit of marilyn manson and it showed you what else was it something else i can't remember what it was and then that the screen goes blank and it comes up with something else and it says uh, now playing the best of punk pop and then it went straight into um some 41 okay uh, it's really cool um there's also really neat touches in the top left hand corner of the screen is a little one to show you that you're playing channel one that's pretty cool you know kind of like the vh yeah, like the kind TV. Of overlay. yeah. Uh, the watermark essentially Yes, that's exactly what it is, and there's a the, the presentation of this is absolutely fantastic. Yeah, it's definitely the part of the game that has interested me the most because when I play Guitar Hero, like the the only thing I've heard people complain about this mode is just the you need to use the tokens or whatever to unlock songs temporarily to play if you want to play a specific song. Yes, so that's when I the play Guitar Hero, I kind of just want to jump on and play something. And yeah. having that kind of constantly flowing, essentially, playlist you know, going yes. is kind of awesome. Yeah, it, it's non-stop. It just goes and goes yeah. and goes. Um, but if you want to play um, Queen's Fat Bottom Girls, for example, mm -hmm. then you need to have coins. Um, so you, you, you earn coins and you buy 6,000 coins yeah 6,000 coins gets you 10 plays so you can play any 10 songs that are in the entire Guitar Hero uh, TV library mm -hmm. and I went I stupidly went through it because I wondered what was there there's hundreds of songs yeah it was massive it is huge um, and I, I eventually found one that I wanted to play which was Queen and that was fine but yeah 6,000 um, 6, coins gets you 10 songs you can like I said, you earn these songs by playing through Guitar Hero TV. If you don't want to do that, then you can buy you can buy the coins 
you yeah. using real money. The other thing that you can do, um, I'm not too sure the price or anything, but I did see it as an option. Again, from the PlayStation Store using real money, you can buy a party pass. So I think it's for an evening or something. You pay uh, an amount of money. I think it unlocks all the songs. That's if you're having yeah. a big party and people just want to pick the songs. Yeah, which is like the thing everyone has always wanted Rock Band to do. Yes. Because Rock Band has like hundreds and hundreds of songs of DLC and no one wants to buy all the songs that they don't care about just so they can play it with friends. And it seems almost kind of weird at this because Rock Band, uh, Guitar Hero Live is just guitars. Yeah. And like I think you can play it two-player, but that's kind of it. There's no band mode or anything like that it's yeah it's just so it's weird that they're the ones that managed to get this in although honestly the beating each other's scores thing again was still always my favorite part of guitar hero well, like i never go into the band stuff that much right so you can you can hook up two guitars and you can play uh beat each other's scores if you've got a microphone hook up a microphone and you can have somebody sing in the karaoke that's cool um so you can have I think it's up to three players playing it. Um, the that Guitar Hero TV absolutely fantastic, um, really good. Yeah, I, it definitely seems like the selling point of the game. It's kind yeah. of strange they didn't actually push it that much before launch. Like before launch, it was all about the live action stuff, and it's like Guitar Hero TV seems like the thing. Yeah, and um, then some people were like, "Oh, but it's full of microtransactions," and then very quickly I saw people going you earn enough coins just from playing. Like, you yeah. don't really need to put money into it. Yeah, I I like finding a channel. So, um, the channels as well, you can see what's coming up for the next couple of hours. You know, so it says mm. a, half, a 12 to half past 12 is the punk pop, and then, you know, uh, half 12 to 1 is this, 1 to half 1. So, you can you can jump between the two and then... And, I like that. I think right. I'm going to play this one, and then I'll switch to the you know the the next channel for the next um, subject. And it is it's quite nice to see what's coming up next. I played a, a ZZ Top song, mm-hmm. um, and then from ZZ Top it went into um, System of a Down Toxicity. Oh, cool. <laughs> yeah, um, and it was. I, yeah, it's just like I quite a it. big change up, but you yeah yeah, but um, pace. But what you can do at any time is there's a, a specific button on the guitar controller that you can push and it will take you back to the Guitar Hero TV store. So you don't need to finish a song. You know, a song comes on that you don't like, push the button, change it. You're not losing anything. You're not. Um, even if you get halfway through it, you just come out of the song. Nothing happens. Okay, that's cool. Yeah, there's no consequences. If you don't like a song, switch it. There's yeah. no consequence. You don't lose, um, you know, if you've played half the song, you know, you you, and you were ranked fourth. If you finish the song, you're going to get the XP. That's the only thing that's going to happen. You're not going to get the XP because you, you haven't played. But there's no point. Why play a song you don't like? Yeah. You know, that's, so that's the kind of thing. I really like it. Uh and I think I got a really good deal for 25 quid. Yeah, definitely. It seems like a good value for that. It was actually it yeah. was on Amazon for around that price a little bit it, ago. And I was really was. close to buying it. I, I was close to buying it. And then I thought, 
I think it was close to payday or something, so I didn't buy it. Um, and then, I, you know, that I popped into the CX and I seen it there, and I thought, oh, I'm going to take a chance. Yeah. So, um, yeah, it was yeah, really good. It. Um, yes, I would. I would definitely suggest picking it up. Um, good fun. The guitar, just quickly, they've changed the button layout as well. Yeah. So they've got. Uh, you've got three buttons. Uh, you've got six buttons, um, but they're uh, three. Um, three down the way at the top of the neck of the guitar, um, and so the fret is split in half. You've got one button for kind of upper fret and one button for lower fret. Uh, lower fret, if that makes any sense. So the way that you're playing it is, um, it is more like you're, you know, uh, picking call, uh, chords on a guitar. Yeah, it sounds like it's slightly closer to real chords. Still, obviously, quite limited, but you know, it's yeah, simulating a bit better than having a bunch of, you know, frets all the way down the neck does. Yes, um, yeah. which is cool. Yeah, so uh, really good. Um, so you should check that out. Uh, last thing, just quickly. I yesterday I bought an absolute beautiful game called Adrift. Uh, I've been meaning to pick this one up as well. Yeah, so I don't know if we spoke about it when we did the whole thing on um, E3. We did. We did talk about it. Yeah, we did. Yeah, um, because I seen the the video front and I said, you know, looks absolutely stunning. So. Adrift is a game from 505 Games. Uh, story is you are in your spacesuit and you're in a space station and you wake up and the space station has been exploded. It's in bits. Mm. And you're you're floating through space to get from one section to the other. Um, your propulsion system is knackered. Uh, so how it works is your propulsion system is now feeding. It's using the oxygen tanks. Yeah. for propulsion so you're using uh, your both your right stick and your left stick for thrust uh, sorry no your right stick looks around your left stick contro controls the thrust you also have elevation controls on your shoulder buttons so uh, left L1 I think uh, elevates you Yeah. and R2 sorry R1 um, you know decreases you you can go up and down on those two, and you can also roll. So you can do uh, pitch control. You can roll left and right. Yeah. Um, you also have brakes. If you push the brakes, um, you kind of come to a standstill. You also have like a stabilizer, so you can kind of center yourself. Um, but anytime you do this, uses oxygen. You also need your oxygen to breathe. So you use up your oxygen. That's it. You suffocate. You die. Um, but. Uh, you know, as luck would have it, in the debris that's floating about our little uh, oxygen canisters. So you're moving from one section of the ship to the other. You're trying to do it as efficiently as possible, and while picking up the the oxygen canisters to, uh, you know, make sure you have enough oxygen to yeah. breathe yeah. and get through to the next section. Mm -hmm. The story's getting um, leaked out to you by this computer voice. Uh, it's a system check of the space station, and as far as you know, on what from what it's telling you is, uh, it can't even pick you. So you you've got a like a AI voice inside your suit, and it feeds you information. But there is also an AI voice, which is the voice of the space station. 
So when that feed comes into you and it's telling you that as far as it's concerned, nobody has survived this thing. It doesn't even recognize you as being alive. Maybe so, you're not. Maybe you're a space zombie. Quite possibly. But from so from the little that I played this evening, it seems that I'm obviously trying to get to the the cause of the 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 accident. Yeah. Because it seems to be that's the heart of the spaceship, and I need to get in there. Um, the game is absolutely gorgeous. Yeah, it looks great. It's one of those games that makes me want to buy a VR headset. Because it has full VR support. Oh, does it? And it looks so good. And it seems like it'd be a really good kind of showpiece for that stuff. Um, the game, it just, even as it stands right now, is absolutely gorgeous. Um, what are you it playing is, on? Is it, did you get it on PS4 or is it PC? I got it on uh, PS4. Alright, cool. Um, just absolutely stunning. Um, and it is it's obviously it's an experience so you know um, you're playing it for the story and, and all of that so uh, looking forward to playing a little bit more of that and see how it pans out mm-hmm. so um, yeah cool I think that's yeah that's everything I played as well cool um, we would normally go into the news here but we've also been going for uh quite a long time so I might say we should make the executive suggestion to finish up the podcast I think so yes um, um, the, the only big only... news thing in it was the mini Nintendo thing yeah the the Tomb Raiders yes yeah, PS4 but the... Tomb Raider you can play as old Lara Croft yep um, yeah but the biggest uh, yeah the, the bigger thing was the, the Nintendo mini being released yeah. uh, or, well it comes out in November but it was announced comes out in November uh, you can pre-order it for forty nine ninety nine. yeah so 50, £50 pounds will get you that um, just quickly uh, you've ordered one yes yes I've ordered one I might this was one of those things I might not end up getting it by the time it comes out depending on money but it's the way I view it is that it's silly that you can't put more games onto it than was already there Yep, that's what but I feel. For thirty virtual console games, that's actually a really good price. Yeah, there's some good because ones in there. Could, yeah, they're pretty much entirely good games. Um, actually, I don't have the list open. I would go through the list very quickly. Uh, give me cool. a second. Yeah. Full um, time. Yeah. Cool. I'll full time. Uh, just quickly. Uh, the only thing, sort of release-wise, um, I feel is worth mentioning is the 26th of July. Uh, we Happy View comes yes. out. I think it's it might be an early access release, but yeah, it's, I, it's I think it is early access yeah. release. Yeah, um, and that uh, yeah, the, the the big thing for me is uh, I've got doctor's appointments, hospital appointments, so I'm trying to make sure that I'm <laughs> going to have time to yeah. you know. <laughs> also, uh, yeah, it's a bit farther away, but we're getting close to No Man's Sky finally. Yes, yeah, that's the 10th of August. I'm, I'm looking forward to that as well. Um, so yeah, I've got a list of games here. So that mini NES console comes with Balloon Fight. Yes. Which is a very good game. Bubble Bubble, again. Oh, I love Bubble Bubble. Castlevania. Excellent game. Excellent game. Castlevania 2. Yeah, yeah alright, fair <laughs> enough. Castlevania 2 is alright, but it's, it's really obtuse. Uh, Donkey Kong. 
Donkey Kong is one of the hardest games you will ever play in your life. Yeah. I didn't like the NES version. Yeah, I can understand that. I don't think I played the NES version. Uh, Donkey Kong Jr., which I've never played. Uh, I know people like it. Yeah, fair enough. Double Dragon 2, The Revenge. Yeah, I don't understand that. That was a horrible game. I don't understand why that's in there. <laughs> that's a weird choice. Um, it's weird that it's Double Dragon 2, not just Double Dragon. Yeah. Uh, Dr. Mario. Dr. Mario's great. Oh, I love Dr. Mario. Sight Bike, which is great. Awesome. I've got the 3DS version of that. Yes, it's awesome. Uh, Final Fantasy. Fantastic. Yep. I already have that, but it would be, I think it would be nice to have the, you know, the, the uninterrupted port where yeah. nothing's been changed. Yeah, definitely. Because I think the version I have is the PSP remake one. Yeah. Um, Galaga. Hey. Good arcade classic. I don't know how the NES version was, but. The NES version wasn't that good. Yeah, I think that's the case with both the arcadey things here. Like, I yes. don't think that's a, I don't think that's really the version of Bubble Bobble you want to be playing. Um, but... actually, it's not a bad version. It's not. Um, yeah. well, Gradius is also on this list. I'm sure that's similar to that. Yeah. Uh, Ghosts and Goblins, which is I really like that game. I yeah, Again, but ar- I lo- like arcade version better. Arcade is a better version, yeah. Yeah. Uh, Ice Climber, Ice Climber's good. Oh yeah. Uh, Kid Icarus. I. Was never a big fan, but there are people Same. that really like that game. Yeah, Kirby's Adventure, fucking fantastic, <laughs> great game. I have it, and I, I have it, and I still never played it. Oh, I love Kirby's Adventure so much; it's so good. Uh, Mario Bros. That's the original. Um, oh, the, the the platformer one. Uh, the well, it's before, it's the older one. The your yeah. turtles that come out pipes. Yes. Um, yeah, Poe Block. Uh, Mega Man 2, which is... If you're only going to put one Mega Man game on here, I guess Mega Man 2 is the right choice. It's I probably, suppose, yeah. It's, I could go either way with Mega Man 2 or Mega Man 3, but you know right. they're both great games. Uh-huh. Uh, Metroid. Yes. Obviously a solid choice. Uh, Ninja Gaiden, again, solid choice. Yeah, good choice, yeah. Uh, Pac-Man, probably nope. also not the version of Pac-Man you want to play. Nope. Uh, Punch Out featuring Mr. Dream, fucking fantastic game. Yep. Again, yep. not really the version you want, but understandable. You're not fighting Mike Tyson. Yes. Uh, Star Tropics. I've never played Star Tropics. I don't even know what that is. It's it's a Nintendo game. I don't know. <laughs> I think people people like it, but I've never played it. Yeah. Uh, Super C, which is Contra. But Contra. It's really weird they put that in there instead of the original Contra because it's a good game, but. You know, the original Con- Contra's the, more iconic. Yeah, the original um, Contra was better. Yeah. Um, Super Mario Bros. 1, 2, and 3, which are kind of the obvious choices. They're obviously great. Yeah, good choices. Uh, Tecmo Bowl, which again, I've never played. Uh, that's the American football game. Yeah, seems like it, a weird choice. It's, it's weird. It's got this, it's been placed on a pedestal and people love it and things. Yeah, if you see, see if you play it now, it and you haven't ever played it before it doesn't yeah but i bet a lot of these games are like that though yeah i suppose yeah it's fair um and the legend of zelda and the legend of zelda 2 the adventure of link both Uh, good choices yeah both good games uh legend of zelda 1 really hard to play now but the internet is there to help you with that at this point. Yeah. Because it's that game where it's like so open worldy that it's really hard to actually find where you want to go and do stuff. But mm-hmm. 
if you know where you're going, or if you look it up, or if you just spend your time exploring, which is kind of the point of it, it's, it's a fun game. Yeah. Uh, Zelda 2, I can never really get into, but I will happily give it another, choice, another chance. Um, so yeah, that's the 30 games, and it also comes with a little NES controller that is uh, has the port that plugs into the bottom of the Wii remote, the same one that Nunchuck and the Classic Controller uses. Yeah. So you can use this Classic Controller to play virtual console games on the Wii and the Wii U. Um, which is a cool idea. Yeah. Uh, I don't think the, they've not said, but I don't think the console itself will support Wii remotes. So you'll still need to have it wired, connected to the console, which seems unfortunate. But I can mm-hmm. see why. Um, yeah, I I think it's a cool, it's a cool idea of a system. Yeah. Um, the controllers you can buy them separately for I think seven ninety nine. Right. Um. And yeah, so it's like you know fifty quid for thirty games and this cool little controller. Uh, the system itself looks like an old NES. Yes. It's it's like a really small one. There's pictures of people holding it in like one hand, but mm-hmm. it, it looks like a mini version of a NES. Yeah. Um. But like each of these games, like. NES games on the Virtual Console are three fifty each. Yeah. So like it is a good price for all of those games. Uh huh. If you consider the other legal way to buy them, which is obviously Virtual Console. Yeah, yeah. Um, but also we don't know how good the emulation is going to be or anything yet. All that stuff's kind of up in there. Um, there's been some press pictures going up just now, so I think Nintendo's starting to let people get their hands on it. So hopefully we'll hear about that stuff before release. Yeah. Seems like they're very much kind of pushing it. Like, they're not just going. Here's this thing we're making. You'll see what it's like when it comes out. It seems more like they're going. No, let's get this in people's hands because people are excited about it. Yeah, yeah. Um, and people are excited about it. Is Nintendo is having a, a good moment right now? Yes. Yeah. And it's this thing you kind of hope they can ride this momentum into the NX announcement. Uh huh. Because right now it's like Pokemon Go, which they weren't even directly involved with. But, yes. you know, they own the property, so they're making a shit ton of money off of it. Yeah. And this NES console thing, like, the internet and people in general are freaking the fuck out about this. Like, people I know who aren't gamers are playing Pokemon Go. And a couple of people that aren't gamers or haven't been gamers for a while have asked me stuff about, you know, this mini NES console, which is weird. You know, you don't... Nintendo's getting out there. Yeah. Um... But yeah, that's, that's the only news thing we shall deal with today. Cool. Uh, yeah, um, cool. So I think uh, only thing left is to crowbar in our email address, which is podcast at glitchfreegaming.com, or you can find us on Facebook, search for Glitch Free Gaming. Send us a tweet at Glitch Free Game, and I believe we've got the Instagram up again. But Yeah, Paul revived it. Yeah, um, but I don't think we put anything on it, so... <laughs> I'll, I'll go, after this podcast, I'll go and upload all of the pictures from Saturday. I'll cool. put all our board game pictures onto it. I need to get logged. Actually, I don't think I've got logged for that Instagram. I know, I need, I need to get, to get, get logged in as well. Yeah. Um, I, I believe Paul put up some, some board game pictures yeah. as well. Oh, yeah, yeah. Actually, he did. Yeah. yeah. So, cool. Um, Anything else are we missing? Anything else you want to add? Um... I've started playing the mobile Kingdom Hearts game. 
Uh, but I didn't bring it up just because I've not played enough of it to actually have like much of an opinion yet. But it seems alright for starters. Which, which so, one's that? Uh, Kingdom Hearts Unchained, I think it's called. Alright. It's, it's a mobile game. It's it's quite good. You should take a look at it. Alright, cool. And it's filled with the usual kind of mobile stuff of like you get characters to level up and you know, right. random loot stuff and that. But it seems it doesn't seem to beat you over the head with needing to pay money yet at least. But again, I've not pay, played enough of it to really tell. So... All right. I will talk about it next week. Cool. Uh, one thing I forgot to add was uh, I I don't know if I said in the podcast last week that I had bought the uh, Fire Emblem Conquest. Uh, I think you did. Yeah, sure. I think I think I mentioned the one thing that I didn't mention is that uh, the level that you were stuck on, level eight. Uh-huh. I beat it in one try. Ah, I hate you. Did you manage to get all of the villages? I, no, I did. I did two, two out of three. All ah, right, okay. See, that was the thing. I was like not giving up till I got. Oh, really? All oh, right. Yeah. Which I ended up getting uh, in the end. Um, I because of the um, I'd seen that map. There's a variation of that map in um. Oh, Birthright. okay. So you kind of knew roughly what you were doing. I, I well, knew vaguely. Rough, yeah, knew and, yeah, and uh, it was. I'd read the instruction it, to get the best reward. Do three of the houses but if you get two two's better than one so i i tried it uh sorry i tell a lie it wasn't my first goal it was my second goal the first goal i tried to get all the houses but i seen how the ai was working and i thought nah um i can yeah. i'll see how i get on if i take two of the houses and, and how i can move and i was able to manipulate all the way that they moved and everything and i was happy with it um yeah. and i didn't i didn't lose any any units? Yeah, I ended up not losing any units either, um, but it took me so many tries. Yeah. The the trick to uh, not losing all the villages is there's only one, or well, there's two units on the map that will actually activate the villages. Uh-huh. None of the other AI will. And so you can kind of intercept them. Like, you have to be super aggressive, but you can intercept yeah. them and take them out. But that's yeah. how I was losing a lot of people, because I was rushing to take them out, but then someone else would come up and counter. Of course, um, yeah. But in the end, I managed to get it. So. Cool. Excellent. Um, right. So that's, I think, that's it. Uh, the only thing that's left it. to do is thank everyone for listening to the podcast, downloading and listening to the podcast. Um, and until next week, we will see you again. So play lots of games. Play lots um, of games. We'll try and play some this time. Yeah. Um, and we need to play more board games as well. Yes, definitely. Yes. So until then, see you later. See ya.